Hello, everybody. How are you tonight? I almost didn't make it here to say hi to you tonight, but I wouldn't miss it. I told you. I'm true to my word. Uh, I, I wasn't, after that month away, I would never do that to you again. Not that anyone was crying in their beer or anything, but here I am. I'm Robin. Uh, this is my podcast. This is my life. I'm coming at you from my new fun room. If you follow me on Instagram, which go ahead and do so if you'd like, it's R-O-B-Y-N underscore O-N-E-I-L. You may have seen on Instagram stories that I took a photo of what looked to be a pretty cool looking yarn store, but it wasn't. It was my fun room. It's my new kind of extra studio. And it is a little slice of heaven here on earth for me. I mean, if you're at all a fan of color or yarn, this is the place for you. I'm just sitting here and I'm looking at it like, how is this real? How is this my life all of a sudden? Uh, before, where I lived in LA, I was shoving, you know, I had no room. I was shoving yarn in any basket I could find, but I could never see any of my stuff for crocheting and all this stuff. And now I have these cubed shelves and I have little, you know, I have like, three whole sections for reds, three sections for pinks, a huge section for orange. I mean, it's making me crazy. I'm so excited. So anyway, I just want you to know that your friend Robin here is coming at you from a cozy ass room. And where I am right now is feeling pretty cool outside. So that'll give help you narrow it down. This little, this little puzzle that I am presenting to you about where I live, but it feels very cold. I have a sweatshirt, sweatpants on. I just put my hair up while I talk to you. How are you guys? Uh, how are things going for you? The summer's almost over. A lot of you have kids. Maybe your kids are going back to school. You hear that? You hear the scratching? That's Frankie. Let me let her in. Come on in. All right. I now have a cat rubbing on my legs as I talk to you. Talk about cozy. By the way, I hate wearing socks and I'm already wearing, so I'm, I'm wearing socks right now and it feels so foreign to me. I like being sockless. I like being shoeless, but if you're cold, you got to wear socks, right? I'm not used to this. In fact, I just had to order a whole bunch of socks. Uh, I had to order, I ordered it from Bombas, by the way. This is a little ad from Bombas. Let's see what, 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 an, what would an ad from Bombas sound like? Let's see. Let's see. I'll do their about page. Uh, if they have one about, all right, let's see if I'm good at doing ads. Derived from the Latin word for bumblebee, bees live in a hive and work together to make their world a better place. They're small, but their combined actions have a big impact on the world. We like that. That's why our mantra is be better. We put this reminder inside each Bombas clothing item as a reminder that little improvements can add up to make a big difference and that your purchase went towards directly helping someone in need. Uh, that doesn't really explain, but I did a good job. Anyway, Bombas are great socks. I've been getting them for a while. Um, I want to thank my friend Eric for pointing them out to me. Uh, I think they donate uh, one pair of socks to everybody. Is that what it is? I think they donate a pair of socks to a person in need every time you buy one or something. Um, yeah. When we first learned that socks are the most requested clothing item in homeless shelters, we knew we had to do something. We started Bombas to make an impact on our community by donating a pair of socks for every pair we sold. So they still do, they still do that. So that's another reason I like to get Bombas. Anyway, I ordered a whole bunch of socks from Bombas and it's fun. So even though I'm not a sock person, whatever. Um, 
what was I saying? Oh, I was asking you guys how you are. Um, here's how I am. I would say happiness level. You know, if it weren't for how tired and how incredibly physically exhausted I am from working too hard lately, I would say, let's take that out of the equation. Just pretend like I'm really energetic and I feel fine. Physically, I would say I'm a 10 out of 10 happiness wise. Well, let's not lie. I would say I'm an 8.972. There's a couple of things that are driving me a little bit crazy right now, but they're not that big of a deal. So I'm still up high on the happiness chart. Um, anxiety. I, I really tried hard yesterday to quell my anxiety. So I went from in the beginning part of the day to like 8.2 in anxiety, 8.2 out of 10, full, full anxiety would be a 10. And then the way I sort of worked through it, I now feel that I'm at a 2.1. So that's a pretty big improvement. Exhaustion. If 10 feels like you're pretty much dead, that's where I'm at right now. And it's already 11.22. All I want to do is go to sleep. But also all I want to do is read. But also all I want to do is take a bath. But also all I want to do is crochet. But also all I want to do is write emails to my friends who I owe emails to. Uh, but also all I want to do is take a night walk. All I want to do is... I, I mean, I cannot tell you how many things I want to do. And yet I am... I feel so tired. I think ever since this move, I think it's kind of finally settling in on me. There was a lot of preparation for this move. I'm still not fully moved in. My life is sort of in, feels like it's in, um, it's just not fully together yet. And it won't be for a long time, most likely. So for me, I'm just sort of, I don't have a stable ground yet. And it will come and I'm so close really, but really it won't happen until, I don't know, it's not going to happen until after October when I have my show at the Modern in Fort Worth, which I'm going to start talking about a little more. I should start talking about that more because I want to let you guys know if anybody's going to be in Fort Worth during the run of the show. It opens on, I think, October 16th. I'm going to print out those things for the next podcast and let you guys know. You know, I will let you know. This is, oh yeah, this is my last chance to tell you actually. So, uh, if you guys live in Texas or can get down to Houston, I should say if you live in Houston or if you live in Texas and you can get down there, I will be giving an artist lecture or artist talk, whatever you call them, next Wednesday, September 4th from 7 to 8 uh, at night. What the deal is, is they recently bought a drawing of mine called Studies in Suffocation. And I am so excited that I now have a drawing in the Manila in Houston. It's by far one of my top, I mean, is it? It might be my favorite museum in the entire world. <laughs> I think it kind of is. So yeah, when I think about it, I think of the Manila, I would put it at number one because hello, it contains the Cy Twombly Gallery. Hello, it cont contains the Rothko Chapel. And for all of you people, if you like art and you haven't been to Houston and you don't know how rich Houston is when it comes to their insane collections of art in Houston. Uh, this is one of the many places you can go in Houston. But anyway, I, I now have a piece in the collection, which is truly one of the greatest accomplishments of my life for me personally. On a, on a personal level, this means the world to me. 
And I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but the craziest thing is the Manil ha now has a drawing institute and, you know, a special building dedicated solely to works on paper and drawings. So not, not necessarily works on paper, but drawings. And as some of you know, I've committed my entire life and my entire career to drawings and works on paper. And the craziest part about this is that when I quit grad school and I moved to Houston and started trying to be an artist outside of school, uh, I lived in these apartments called Richmond Square Apartments in Houston. And they were kind of behind the Manil. And I lived there because I wanted to be close to the Manil because I loved it so much. And um, long story short, this new building that just opened this year, um, the Drawing Institute, is directly on top of my first studio, which was inside my apartment there in Houston. So it's so weird. It's almost like I planted a little, not that I created this. Let's just pretend, yeah, I created it. I created the Drawing Institute at the Manila. But no, I really, I really did. I mean, my first drawings that I sold to my first collectors and all of that were all made in this place. It's so wild to me. So I'm really excited about my return to Houston. As some of you know, I lived there for a long time. I love Houston. Uh, the only thing I hate about it is the weather. And I do hate the weather more than I could ever tell you. I am not looking forward to being in the heat. But anyway, yeah, so I'm in a show now, uh, selections from the permanent collection there in their main building. I mean, it's a very exciting time for me. I don't talk about it that much on here, but I mean, like here, I'm right, I'm listed right after Klaus Oldenburg in this. Klaus Olden, for, this is for art nerds, but I mean, Joseph Cornell's in this show. Lee Bontecu's in this show. Who else? Miro's in this show. Um, you know, like any of my, Cy Twombly's in this show. Ellsworth Kelly's in this show. I mean, it's like my ultimate heroes. Andy Warhol's in this show. Richard Serra's in this show. Kurt Schwitters is in this show. I am just like, how the fuck am I in this show? I don't understand this at all. I really, truly don't understand this, but I am not sad about it. I'm very happy about it. And by the way, I used to never be able to feel good about anything, period. Goodbye. All right, you guys, thanks for coming out. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> no, but I, that's kind of true. I didn't know how to feel good about anything for a long time. I certainly didn't know how to feel good about things like this. And I was embarrassed to feel good about it. And I was certainly embarrassed to share it with people. But I don't want to do that anymore because I missed out on a lot of times that should have been happy for me. And instead of feeling happy, I got stressed out and weird and, and didn't take any time to appreciate these moments. And so right now, next week, returning to Houston is going to feel really, really good. And I want it to feel good because why would we not want to feel good? Why would I turn something good into something stressful? Is it stressful for me to travel? Oh my God, yes. 1000% yes. I do not like to travel. I do not like to get up early. I do not like to get on planes. Not that I'm scared of planes. I just mean a plane isn't my living room. A plane isn't my studio. So it's all very hard for me. I don't, I, I don't like getting off of my meal schedules. I mean, I'm really like an 85 year old woman who lives in a nursing home. Like it's everything outside of that is very hard for me. So I mean, it's hard for me physically because I have health problems. It's hard for me mentally because I like things to be consistent and normal. And that's how I'm best creatively and all this. But it's okay because 
old me would have been so consumed with how I don't have any time to leave. I'm in the middle of all this stuff here at this new place I'm living in and I have so much to do and so many things to catch up on and I'm behind by like five months in my studio and ah, you can see there is legitimate stress in my life, but I'm not going to let that ruin this incredible opportunity to talk about my work in front of people who hopefully care about hearing it, you know, and, uh, I believe that and part of an artist's job is to be generous uh, with their thoughts and their, and I don't know, just generous in general. Talk about what it's like to be you. Talk about what, how difficult it is. Talk about what, what's easy for you. Um, anyway, I believe in that, which is why I always take the opportunity to do any of these lectures that come my way. Okay, guys. I'm sorry I keep talking. Whoa, this is long. And I'm not going to, you know, right now, I'll be honest, what's going on on the inside of my head is I feel like I should just edit this. I feel like I should probably erase all of that. Why, why, why am I going on and on about art and this thing in Houston? By the way, I'll put a link to it before I forget. Link in the description. Always check out my Instagram and Twitter too. I'll be mentioning all of that there. But Anyway, my internal dialogue right now is like, this is all a waste of time. Why am I talking about this? I'm supposed to be reading to them. What am I doing? But the truth is, I'm not going to erase it because this is what's on my mind right now. And if I said something weird and offensive or this is boring, I don't know what to tell you. I'm so excited about so many things in my life. And maybe this is one of them. So I thought I'd share it. Uh, but I am here on me reading stuff to read to you guys. And I've read from this book before. It's called Great American Prose Poems from Poe to the Present, edited by David Lehman. I adore this book. This book is a Scribner poetry book. Uh, I will put a link in the description for you to purchase this. Um, yeah, and go ahead and do a search on this book in uh, Potomatic. You should find other uh, pieces I've read from here, but you guys know me, if you or, or if you don't, I will let you know that I am a massive fan of prose poems. And so, uh, and uh, just in base, in case you're new to poetry, a prose poem is a poem written in prose rather than in verse. Um, there's a good description on the back of this book, but I won't, mine is a little wordy, the one I want to read to you. It's only a page and a half, but I'm pretty excited about it. This is by Anne Waldman, and it is called Stereo. I don't know a ton about Anne Waldman, but I want to know more based on this one piece. I do know that she studied under my hero, Chagyam Trungpa Rinpoche. I don't know if I say Rinpoche right. I always just call him um, Trungpa. But uh, I've mentioned him many times on the podcast because he has one of my favorite quotes. And I've read from his book. I've read from Shambhala before. So if you're interested, do a search on that. But she studied, I think she's a practicing Buddhist, but she studied uh, along with Allen Ginsberg. She studied with him for a while. So that alone makes me love her. But my favorite quote by Trungpa is, everybody loves something, even if it's only tortillas. So back to Ann Waldman, stereo. Let me cough for a second. <coughs> I didn't bring a water up here. By the way, I still love drinking water. Okay, Ann Waldman, stereo. Marriage, marriage is like you say everything, everything in stereo, stereo. Fall, fall on the bed, bed at dawn, dawn, because you work, work all night. Night is an apartment. 
meant to be marriage. Marriage is an apartment and meant people, people come in, in, because when, when you marry, marry, chances are there will be edibles, edibles to eat at tables, tables in the house. House will be the apartment, which is night, night. There will be a bed, bed, and an extra bed, bed, and a clean sheet, 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 or two, two, for guests, guests, one extra towel, extra towel. How will you be welcomed? There will be drinks, drinks, galore, galore, brought by armies of guests, guests, casks, casks of liquors, liquors, and brandies, brandies, elixirs, sweet and bitter, bitter, bottle of Merlot, Merlot, Bustello coffee. Will you have some when I offer? When you are married, married, there will be handsome gifts for the kitchen, kitchen, sometimes two of everything. Everything is brand, brand, new, new. Espresso coffee cups, a finished plate, a clock, a doormat, pieces of art, and books of astonishing medical science with pictures, even richer lexicons. When you are married, married, there will be more sheets, sheets, and towels, towels, arriving, arriving, and often, often a pet, pet, or two, two, you definitely need a telephone when you are married. Two, two, lines, lines. You need a separate, separate, electronic mail, electronic mail, accounts, accounts. When you are married, married, you will have sets, sets of things, things, of more sheets and towels matching. You will have duplicates of things. You will have just one tablecloth. When you are married, married, you will be responsible when neighbors, neighbors greet you. You will smile, smile in unison, unison, or you might say, he is fine, she is fine. Oh, she is just down with a cold. Oh, he is consoling a weary traveler just now, arrived from across the plains. She, my husband, is due home very soon. He, my wife, is busy at the moment. My husband, he is very, very busy, busy at the moment, moment, this very moment. Meant goodbye, goodbye. When you are married, married, sex, sex will happen, happen without delay, delay. You will have a mailbox, mailbox, and a doorbell, doorbell. Bell, bell, ring, ring. It rings, rings again a double time. You do not have to answer. That's sure for when you are married, people, people, understand, understand. You do not have to answer, answer a doorbell, doorbell, because sex, sex may happen, happen without delay, delay. You will hear everything twice through your ears and the ears of the other, her or him as a case, case, maybe, be, he and he and her and her as a case, case, maybe, maybe. When you are married, married, you can play, play with names, names, and rename yourself if you like. You can add a name, have a double name with a hyphen if you like. You can open joint accounts when you are married. Marriage is no guarantee against depression. A shun is no guarantee against anything. Marriage is no guarantee against resolution. Revolution is a tricky word, word. Hear, you hear, hear? Marriage is sweeter, sweeter than you think, think. And that is Anne Waldman's stereo, 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 stereo. Hold on, let me put my bookmark back in there. Oh, I think I almost nailed that until the end there, right? 
what did I do wrong? I said, yeah, marriage. I think I said marriage, Gary, something like that. I said something a little wrong, but I, I did my absolute best, as you guys know. Again, if you're in Houston, come on out and see me next Wednesday at 7 p.m. at the Manil. Um, come on down. Hey, if you happen to live in Montana, take a flight in. I'll be there. We can hug it out. We can say hi. We can talk. I can't wait. I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. You guys are still buying sweatshirts and supporting every single dollar I make from these sweatshirts and t-shirts goes directly to the Trevor Project. I'll put a link in the description for all of that. But please, if you like me reading stuff, share it with your friends. Please go ahead and subscribe, rate, review, whatever it is you can do to help this podcast. It means the world to me. I have a lot of exciting things coming up to share with you guys. And hopefully you're still digging the poetry and the letters and whatever else I decide to read. I don't know. I don't know. What I do know is I'm tired. What I also know is that I want you guys to have a great sleep tonight. I want you to have pleasant dreams, dreams of popcorn, dreams of puppies, dreams of money falling into your lap from the sky, dreams of getting to be a cast member on your favorite TV show for a day. I hope you're content. I hope your brain isn't bothering you. I hope if you have pain issues that they subside for at least a while. I hope that you uh, make amends with people you have to make amends with because it frees you. I hope that you hear from somebody you love who you haven't heard from for a while. I hope that you know that I love you and I care about you and you're doing a wonderful job with life. All right. Goodbye, guys.